0: Our scripture reading, the gospel lesson, comes from John chapter 20, verse 19 through 31. Hear these words. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the marks on the hands and the nails and put my fingers there, and his side I will not believe. A week later his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, <clears throat> Excuse me, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I've spent the last few weeks unpacking in my new house. I've opened boxes and I've discovered treasures I had. I've also unwrapped things and found myself wondering, why on earth did I keep this? Moving is a good time to discover how much baggage you are really carrying around with you. It's a good time to get rid of the old and the junky and embrace the new. But no matter how many times I move, there's some things I will always keep with me. Like my stuffed Mickey Mouse from when I was four years old. Or my favorite sweatshirt from college. I don't need either of them now but I still carry them with me from place to place. Some baggage is just really hard to get rid of. I've got, or we've all got baggage. And I'm not just talking about those items that we keep that most people would label as junk, but most of us have spiritual, emotional, and physical baggage we can't seem to lay down or get rid of. When I started Divinity School, Dr. Robert Canoy, the dean of the school, He told all of us first-year students that we were in a safe place to unpack and reorganize the baggage we all carried with us to that point in our lives. When we graduated, he said we would still have baggage, but it would look different than what we carried into that place. And that's an image of a faith journey that I still find myself thinking about today. And that image came to mind when I read this week's gospel passage. The story opens with a group of Jesus' disciples hiding in a room behind a locked door. They're afraid. They're afraid that the Jewish leaders will come looking for them next. And it's it's not the joyful picture that we like to paint of the disciples on Easter morning. This is Easter night. And some some of them have already seen the risen Savior. All of them in that room had already heard probably that Jesus was alive that Jesus had beaten death, that he wasn't in the tomb anymore. The tomb was empty, but still they hid. We can stand back and we can wonder why this group of disciples are still hiding. We can even show up to this text with a certain amount of judgment. Surely, surely none of us would have been hiding after hearing the good news of the resurrection. But I believe the disciples are hiding because they're carrying with them The baggage of watching their teacher, their leader, and friend be killed on a cross. They've just lived through the most traumatic moment of their relationship with Jesus. And in a few hours, their hopes and their dreams had all been crushed. Their worlds had been turned upside down. Just hearing that Jesus is alive, it wasn't enough for some of them. They needed to see Jesus alive. Seeing is believing. They were hiding because of the baggage and the trauma and grief. They were hiding because they didn't know what else to do. In that fear-engulfed room, Jesus shows up. There isn't an unlocking of the door. He isn't invited in by the disciples. He just shows up right there in the place of hiding with them. In the fear and the trauma of that moment, Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up and He speaks peace to them. Jesus brings peace to a place of fear. Jesus shows up for them right where they are, scared to death and hiding. He doesn't require or wait until they've laid down that baggage. He shows up in the middle of it and He starts changing it. He brings them a word of peace. And He brings with Him His own scars. Not until He shows them His hands and His side do they fully understand that this is Jesus. He carries with Him the physical baggage, the scars of His death. Seeing those scars are what caused the disciples to move from a place of grief and fear to joy. When you're hurting it can be comforting to know that someone has experienced that pain too. They've come out on the other side of that suffering and they found new life. Those scars are a reminder to everyone in that room of the trauma that they had lived together. And understanding that there can be new life even after trauma inspires great joy in those disciples. And it should in us as well. But Jesus doesn't want to just replace their trauma with joy. Above anything else, Jesus wants them to have peace. He says it again, peace, peace be with you. Peace doesn't come from denying that there's heartache or pain, that it never happened. Instead, it comes from learning to live with it and to heal from it. Jesus still has the scars from his death, But now they are a sign of victory and new life and yes, even peace. Our baggage only gets its power from the labels that we put on it. Jesus, he takes the pain and he renames it as peace for all of those in that room. This time though, Jesus connects that peace with a mission. He sends them out to finish the work of God the Father. In the book of John, Jesus glorifies God by doing God's work. Jesus came to take away the sin. And now the disciples, they're called to continue the good work of forgiveness. Jesus calls all of us to the good work of forgiving others too. Part of the baggage we can carry with us is the hurtful things others have done to us. We can become so fixated on the pain someone has caused us or on our desire to get even that we miss the life that's going on all around us. We can miss the call of God to keep doing God's work here and now. In the book, Where the Red Fern Grows, which is a a love story between a boy and his hunting dogs, Billy, the boy, he needs to catch a raccoon to use to train his dogs. And his grandfather tells him how to set a trap to get a raccoon. He's supposed to taste something shiny like a brand new quarter. And put it in a log where there's only one hole, only one way for that raccoon to get that quarter. <coughs> Excuse me. And once the raccoon has a hold of the quarter, I forgot a part of the trap. <laughs> Around that hole, Billy is supposed to take nails and drive them in at an angle. So once that raccoon reaches his hand in and grabs hold of that quarter, And starts to pull it out. Those nails will stop him from pulling his hand out. So that raccoon, unwilling to let go of the quarter, stays trapped. The raccoon could so easily get out of the trap just by opening his clenched fist around the quarter. But the raccoon won't because it's so fixated on that shiny quarter. Church, when we hold on to the baggage of our pain in our own lives... We end up trapping ourselves. The only way to get rid of the pain sometimes is to forgive. Now, forgiveness is hard, but it is worth it. I don't want you to think for a second that I'm painting the act of forgiveness or letting go of painful baggage is easy. It is not. And there is no shame in reaching out and finding a therapist or someone that can help you work through the process of finding forgiveness and letting go. There's no shame in that at all. The hard work of forgiveness and letting go, it is a holy act that helps us step closer to the living God and to living the life that He has called us to. Jesus calls the disciples to continue the work of God after He shows them His scars. What a powerful reminder that even when we do the work of God, We can and still will be hurt and experience pain. Even God in flesh left this world a little scarred up. And those scars, they become a mark of joy to the disciples. Our baggage and our scars can and will be used by God if we allow them to be. Isn't that what the gospel is all about? Jen Young Chow, a professor of New Testament and Christian origins at Colgate Rochester Carson Divinity School, says this, Resurrection belief challenges us to see life in the marks of an excruciating death. Church, we worship a God who came here and experienced all of life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to show us how to live a life of faith. But we can't do this clinging so hard to our baggage that we can't take hold of the nail-scarred hands and follow God. In our story this morning, the attention it shifts now from that group of disciples to Thomas. The disciple who wasn't there when Jesus shows up. We meet Thomas twice before this in the book of John. Once when Jesus wants to go back because his friend Lazarus has has died, but the disciples don't know that yet. And the disciples, they warn Jesus, they say, we can't go back, it's too dangerous because the Jewish leaders are trying to kill you. And Thomas responds after Jesus says, no, we're going back. He responds and he says, well, I guess we should just go die with him. And then we see Thomas again in the book of John when Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And Thomas responds by saying, We don't know where you're going, and we don't have directions. You see, Thomas always says what the others are thinking. He's a straightforward, logical guy. Now, in our story this morning, we don't know where Thomas is, but we do know that he misses the resurrected Christ. And his fellow disciples, they tell him all about it. I bet as soon as he showed up, they meet him gladly proclaiming, We have seen the Lord, Thomas! But Thomas is a straightforward kind of guy, and he says it like it is. So when he hears this unbelievable news, he demands some proof. He wants the same experience that those disciples have had. He wants to see Jesus. He wants to touch those scars. A week later, Thomas he gets his wish. Again, the disciples are locked in a room. Did you catch it? Again, the disciples are locked in a room. Seeing the resurrected Christ didn't take away all of their fear. They're holding on to that baggage still. But Jesus shows up again in that locked room. And again, Jesus offers them peace. And then Jesus turns His attention to Thomas. Jesus meets Thomas where he is. In his grief his fear, and his doubt, just like he did the other disciples. Jesus offers him the proof he needs, but Thomas doesn't need to touch those scars anymore. Seeing is believing, and seeing is enough for Thomas. Thomas, he responds by seeing Jesus and his scars. He responds with praise. He now knows who Jesus is, the one who we Always talk about doubting God is the one who proclaims that Jesus is God. He understands because he's seen the scars. We can't fully understand who Jesus is until we acknowledge his scars and our own baggage. We have to be willing to unpack what it means to serve a Savior who faced life's hardest moments and who calls us to follow and to forgive even in those hard moments. We have to be willing to acknowledge and unpack all the baggage we carry with us each day so that we can fully and faithfully follow Christ. So this week's challenge is to do some unpacking of our own. Spend some time asking yourself these questions. Number one, what baggage do I carry with me That keeps me from fully following God. And number two, what actions can I take to begin letting go of that baggage? Church, we have work to do. We have unpacking to do. We have taking hold of the nail-scarred hands of Christ and following to do. Now is the time to get to work.